Welcome back to another episode of the Third and Twenty Dynasty Podcast. It's JT joined by Frank, Jake, and Lunas. Season three, episode nineteen. We are on our way to the fantasy football playoffs. Um, this is probably your last week if you're in like a standard league format like ourselves. So it is here, fellas. We are here for the playoffs. Um, I'm just going to kick us off though with the news because we do have some some decently big news. First off, Jimmy G. They thought it was a Liz Frank injury. Turns out it's not just a broken foot or some kind of injured foot. Who knows? Um, but now we have Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, starting for the 49ers. Um, what do we think about this situation? How do we think about the pass catchers, CMC, and even, I guess, Brock Purdy? Uh, I don't. I, I wouldn't feel, like, too discouraged. I don't, at least, like, it's one game, but I thought he looked okay as a game manager. Um, I mean, CMC ended up with a good game. Debo did decent. Uh, I don't think it's going to be one of those where it's like you can expect like an offensive explosion, but I, it's not like you're going from like Mahomes to him. Like it's like you're going from a good game manager to now like obviously he's a rookie and a later round pick, but I thought like, I don't know. I thought he did decent. It seems like he understands the offense. I don't think it'll be like too crazy a drop off, honestly. I just think, Shanahan's going to make sure that he puts Purdy in the correct situations here. He's yeah. going to just make him, you know, quick, easy throws to all these playmakers and in CMC and Kittle and Debo and Ayuk. He's just going to do short, quick passes, get the balls in his playmakers' hands and let them do the work, um, not try to make, you know, Purdy do anything crazy. So I don't expect too much of a drop-off from those guys, honestly. Is Purdy startable? You think as a as a waiver claim, um, in a maybe pinch. over a guy like Matt Ryan or or something of that nature? I would start Purdy over Matt Ryan. Uh, yeah, I think just that offense, you're going to get more scoring opportunities. Like you can get quick, easy points off like a Debo screen pass or like yeah, I'm he, he look, at, look how... at his touchdown, like his dump off to McCaffrey, quick touchdown. Like it's the offense is going to make it easy on him. I'm surprised at how pro Brock Purdy you guys are, because to be completely honest with you, as someone who has like almost every 49er player in one league or another, mm-hmm. I hate this. I really don't like this one bit. I don't, I mean, I for McCaffrey, could be more shutdowns. I am going to bed and I have nightmares, all right, no. that all of my Kittles and Ayukes <laughs> and I'm I'm not too worried about CMC. Ayuk maybe. Ayuk is the one person I would be somewhat yeah, I'd be worried about. about. Ayuk. Ayuk him, yeah. I, I was thinking more on the lens of like CMC and Debo. I think Kittle maybe I feel like Debo, they much. do more manufactured bullshit to him. And he hasn't been It'll that be more amazing this year touches. anyway. So I, I think that his targets and touches stay relatively the same. Yeah, I should I should have I should but have Kittle, um, but Kittle that. I'm scared that they're just gonna be run merchants. So now with with an offense that has already kind of just beaten people up on the ground, they add Christian McCaffrey. I just foresee a playoff week here where Kittle gets his three or four targets, his like two catches for twenty five yards and doesn't have that tight end one mm-hmm. upside as consistently as he might have before. So I haven't done my Stardom Sim yet because it's Tuesday. I put it out on Wednesday. But I was looking. There are six teams on bye this week. So I was trying to I was trying to back my way into how it, how startable is Brock Purdy. You're already going to be without Marcus Mariota, Justin Fields, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, Andy Dalton, and Taylor Heineke. 
because they're all on bye. I would have started him above over like half of those QBs. So yeah, okay. Now let's just go through some of the so, shifts. So right? the, the players field or the Rams I would start. I would start the Rams quarterback over over uh, Brock Purdy no. because what they're, about, playing, they're playing just, the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders yeah, have sure. allowed ten top twelve quarterback. What about Mike White versus Buffalo? 14. That's the thing. Mike White is who I wouldn't start him over. And actually, Daniel Jones is the other one I wouldn't start him over because he's playing Philly. Philly has not allowed a single top twelve quarterback this year. Not one through 14 weeks. I'd probably start him over. I agree with those two, except the only difference is I would start him over the Rams quarterback. I I, I don't want any part of that Rams offense right now. Otherwise, I I otherwise, I think he's probably on your bench, Brock Purdy. There's not really any other as I'm looking around at the matchups. So, I mean, in some instances, I guess he is startable. If one of your players is on by or if you have Mike White or uh, whoever. They, yeah, there, there are a decent amount of teams on by this week. Um, like with like teams like trying to get in, which is ironic because it's like everyone's like trying to like for a lot of people this is like you have to win this week to be able to make the postseason, and people may be getting fucked by Brock Purdy. Yeah, league yeah. winner Brock Purdy. League winner Brock Purdy. Everyone knew in their draft oh. him at the end of their fifth round that he was going to be the guy. Yeah, like no, I I don't know all the teams, but I know like Colts are on by, so someone may be trying to win a make it to the playoffs, and he's missing Jonathan Taylor mm-hmm. or Pittman. Uh, the uh, Commanders, McLaurin. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's a decent amount of teams. Here. I'm gonna put these two this, up here. Here's an interesting segment here. Okay. Um, and I, I, we just need to talk about this first and foremost. Matt Stafford now in IR. You have the rumblings. I've heard from multiple people rumblings. Oh, what if Stafford retires? Uh-huh. Should you be actually worried about Stafford retiring, or should you be actively buying for a second round pick because you're getting a a guy with some talent? It's not super old, pretty cheap. I'm not actively buying. The I'd question is if I'm going. The question is if I'm going to panic sell and for what level. But I'm not actively buying. Hey, Aaron so Donald, legit shit. Aaron Donald nearly retired last off season. I wouldn't be surprised. At, I'd be honestly surprised if he didn't retire this off season. McVay has said like once some of his core guys go, he's going to go with them. Um, Cooper Cup now for the year. I, I know Cooper Cup will be back next season. But then with Stafford, I don't know, and JT, I agree with uh, what you said in my Twitter message. I don't know how legit that uh, the Twitter doctor was like with the report of like, oh, it could be like a career ending at this point in his in this point in his career. I'm not going to go that far. But if it is like true, if it's a serious injury, I mean, he's going to miss what, like eight or nine weeks because of it uh, mm-hmm. since he's out for the rest of the year. And like the Rams team on the downfall, they don't have their first this year. Like a top five pick is going to go to Detroit. Uh, they're in cap hell. Well, riddle me this, Riddler. If he doesn't want to play for the Rams, he doesn't have to retire. They can trade him. They can. Because of all those factors you're saying, if McVay leaves, Aaron Donald leaves, all these pieces leave, they can. Then they haven't, they're going to want to trade his ass then. They can. And which is why I'm not sure I'm panic selling. But am I going out and giving like, like a solid second for Stafford? I don't know. I don't know if I want to, because even if he does come back next year, if it goes bad again next year, do you worry about the next offs? It's, who, it's... who are you more comfortable with if you have him on your team right now? Matt Stafford or Zach Wilson? Oh, Stafford. Uh, Stafford, but it's not Easily Stafford. Even, even with all this, okay. That's how yeah. far we've gone on Zach Wilson. <laughs> I No, I think it's more so that I'm still confident in Stafford. I think Yeah, Frank's Staff- more optimistic about Stafford. I, I think that realistically, this is a Kirk Cousins that just happens to be injured. 
I don't know. Because Stafford, you could say, like, I won my Super Bowl. Um, he can kind of just go out in the sunset. He's had, a, like, an amazing yeah, but career. Uh, if I'm Stafford, I'm thinking, like, okay, I can just take the rest of the year off, get healthy, right? If shit falls apart, then I can demand a trade. But nonetheless, offensively, you still have Cooper Cup in his prime. Uh, you know, you really don't need a ton of pieces. You just need to shore up the offensive line. To shore up the, but uh, I was going to say, uh, the point I was going to say was Stafford had Cooper Cup in his prime the first half of the season, too. And, like, how was he playing? Yeah, but the, the thing is, well, Cooper Cup was fine. If Cooper Cup was fine. No, I'm not talking about yeah, Cooper Cup. Co- the Cooper thing Cup is, is, is very that different. You I'm just need to get one other guy. Like, you don't really, like, the problem is they didn't have the other guy. Allen Robinson was trash. The third was Van Jefferson was hurt for most of the year and came back after Stafford was out, who was actually yeah. decent two years ago. Um, Tutu Atwell, who we can get into, was apparently supposed to get more chances. And they sent a they spent a fucking second round pick on it. Oh, all right, well, let's 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 get into that now because I mean I think I think what we're saying is and where we have um kind of a difference here is. I personally think like was Stafford coming back for you guys are saying or at least Frank is like you could just take this year off you can you know regroup I, th- I think I think the, the thing on. that's scary Stafford can retire happy he's had yeah uh, I, an elite career and he just won a Super Bowl my thing is whether or not this Twitter doctor is right or not and I'm going to err on the side of he's wrong like this is just not a yeah, yeah. injury the thought of retirement think, isn't crazy yeah and I still think he's had a bunch of back injuries before this like he was plagued with back yeah. injuries on detroit like it's not like a first out of nowhere yeah, it's a thing. combination of like he just accomplished that biggest goal and like even excluding the injury like this current injury he's had injury problems before and also it's like the rumors of those other rams guys retiring like it's like stafford office season dude we're going like full Vegas. circle here we already we yeah already said these not, same not worried about yeah. the where um all right but yeah sean mcveigh did say this is classic coach speak, if you ask me. Sean McVay said that uh, he probably should have gotten more uh, opportunities, talking about their second-round pick from two years ago, 2-2 Atwell. Yeah, well, when you spend a second-round pick on a guy that's not that great, he's not going to get a ton of opportunities. And that's where I stand on 2-2 Atwell. Also, he's saying wrong. this. He's just saying this in a – no, I'm going to say you're right. But, oh, here we um, go. <laughs> he's saying this in a game that he doesn't have Cooper Cup and doesn't have Allen Robinson and – Van Jefferson's played two games, so like he, who's he giving the ball? Who else? One off? Yeah, yeah, Skaronic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what you're gonna tell me, Skaronic's a better playmaker than Atwell? I'm just not gonna go that far. Yeah, um, in my opinion, I was never really high on Tutu Atwell. I don't think any of us were like that high to the point of like where he's like, I would have taken him in the second round of the NFL draft where they did, but the fact that they did, like. Yeah, if you're gonna as a franchise gonna spend a second round pick on this receiver, you probably should have gotten him on the field more if you evaluated that high him that high. I personally didn't view him as that, but if they did, they should have. Uh, I bet. I mean, yeah. At this point, yeah, it's easy to say your <laughs> your top two receivers are out. Your third one is just coming back from an uh, ACL tear. I don't know. It doesn't really. Uh, doesn't I'm really actively picking up two two out well on waivers. Really, this like stuck out for you. Like this was like oh. Well, yeah, and he has been playing better. I mean, he's he's made a couple of big plays. He hasn't had crazy opportunities. And yeah. the one thing I will say is that, you know, you we're looking at a second-round pick who, once again, they're more likely to break out in their second year or their third year, equally as likely in years two and three. 
didn't play at all his rookie year is now getting a little bit of playing time. I, I feel like it isn't the craziest thing to pick up for free in, in terms of upside waiver plays. It's a little cloggy on your roster, which is unfortunate, but I don't think there's it's a bad play. I don't mind it for some fab or whatever. I just wouldn't go spending actual draft picks on him, and that's the issue I have here. Whereas if he's on a roster, unless someone's willing to take some fab or another clogger on my bench, like I don't see this deal, you know, coming at you know coming into anything. I, I mean, I, you, you might be able to pick him up for a fifth. Uh, sure. Fine. If you want to, if you want to spend a fifth on him, sure. It's like I have a hard I time feeling like the guy who drafted him two years ago is going to trade him away for a fifth. So I don't know. It's just one of those tough scenarios where you don't want to buy him for any real capital, but you have to give up probably a fourth. He's he's Kiki Kuti with slightly better draft capital. That's disrespectful to Kiki Kuti. He's never had a multi-game stretch like Kiki Kuti. I don't know. They, maybe I, they're they're like the same to me. It's I'm not buying into this too. I, I, I think in more leagues than not, he's on waivers that at least that I'm in, and they're relatively deep leagues. I if you have a <clears> roster <throat> spot available, I could tell you on sleeper. If you're a team that that is completely tanking, like fuck it, just drop the the third string running back and see if he can have a decent stretch at the end of the season. They're looking for guys to compete next year. Tutu Atwell is available in 70% of leagues. There you go. I'm not picking him up. I did not think he would be Unless I had a roster If I have a roster spot, I'll take him. I thought he would be at least 50% owned. I think he's worth a roster spot. All right, wrapping up our Rams part of this segment. Okay, Lunas. Okay, Lunas. I didn't even say anything. I know, but you're the Cam Akers hater. You're the one. I'm, I'm done with. I'm done with Cam Akers. You, you're done, the one I'm that done shitting. I'm done. It feels. It feels like like kicking like an injured child on the ground. Like it's just like he's. <laughs> you know he's what that been, feels like. He's been just. It's just like I know he had a decent week this week, but it's been just like so bad. Like I got. I got my victory laps earlier this season. It's been bad. Like I'm happy yeah, about what cost? What cost? Because Henderson you were a Daryl Henderson truther. <laughs> yeah. No, I was. No, if you if you look at my thing, I'm more anti Cam. I always call Daryl Henderson at like generally average. I don't know. I wasn't saying go out and draft Henderson. I was saying sell Acres. And you can look at the hot takes. Cam Acres might be startable here for playoff teams now. Like I picked him up in a redraft league, and I'm starting him this week in a must win game. So I, here we are. I, I don't feel good starting anyone He's got from the an Rams easy, offense. He has He's got an a very easy good fucking schedule. Super easy. Mm-hmm. I don't feel great starting anyone on the Rams offense. He put up um, 19 PPR points last week. I view this Okay, more now, now more from it. All right, let's, let's reel it back in here. Okay, reel it back. If you have Cam Akers, right? Um, are you taking this blip to sell to a contender and just... For what? This is a, just a wash. Probably like a halfway decent second. No. If you can, still, if you can still get second. a mid-second for Cam Akers. I, 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 I feel like that's a pretty fair price all around. A that's, mid-second. That's, I'm, I'm selling that's Cam an, Akers for a second. That's an easy accept. Any second. Any second I would sell Cam Akers for. It's an I easy think I think you're giving up on him too easy. I do. I, I think I'm in that boat. I'm just not sure it's at the realm where, like, any old second is going to take it if I'm a contender and I have him still. 
because it because he's startable in, in a in a flex spot and a playoff push that might be worth it over just okay selling for a second and being like whatever the season was was a a dumpster fire for him i think he's worth hanging on to but i agree with you guys that i would be looking to sell actively yeah i said i said at the start of the season to sell him for any early second you can get uh now it's any second if that's still the market i'm just thinking you could transition him into a one of those veteran-esque receivers that has more time than people give him credit for left in their career. Um, my popular one was Tyler Lockett. I'm just not sure I want to buy Tyler Lockett anymore. Mm. But yeah, maybe a Tyler Boyd is a good one. Um, maybe like a Gallup even. I understand that he's not been uh, playing great. But you, I, I would agree with you one week ago. You might be one week too late now. I'm telling you guys. With Gallup. Cam Akers. For Rashad Penny and pocket the change and just go about your day. You're going to get the same amount of points. And you can probably get, get a second end yeah, Penny, maybe. I feel like. Maybe. If there's if there's a contender that has Wait. Penny and a contender 24... Why Rashad contender? Penny? I was going to say... Because he just got a broken leg. He's not... I, was say, I, don't, I, don't, really, I don't really want any of those running. I'll take the second. He's coming back. I don't really I don't want know. any we, of those running. You, did you miss last week, Jake? We talked about Rashad mm-hmm. Penny. I'm a Rashad Penny guy. Why? Rashad Penny is actually he's done. JT. He is he is, de- <laughs> yeah. he is decent at when this, he's healthy. at his cost now. JT, I mean, here's the torch. Grab Thank it you. from me. Right, he is no no. I mean, torch. like he is solid when he's healthy. He's just he's just like gives you. Lotus, how many points does he get you when he's on IR after week three? Absolutely no, I'm I'm, I'm on your side. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even make this a Rashad Penny segment. Yeah, <laughs> so wait, Jake, are you buying? Are you buying Cam Akers right now then? I mean, for that price, probably if I can get him for a pick that's going to be two ten or later, yeah. I, I mean, I if you're a contender, then you may want to send out some trade offers in some leagues. Yeah, like, are, are you selling like two hundred nine to two twelve for Acres? Sure. Like uh, that's a pick uh, that I like after about two hundred six. Like the picks are all this, like not all the same, but they to generally have a drop off. So if you're not getting those guys that just missed that first round, you're now into guys that are like. Well, I could maybe get him in the third round, and you're like really picking at straws and just taking guys that you like, which is okay. fine. I'm gonna completely fuck up the whole f- this part of the podcast, but we're talking about it, so I want to talk about it now. You got my juices flowing. 2023 okay. second round pick oh, discussion. Yeah, this is I mean... something that I've wanted to discuss for the past couple episodes, and it's something that I truly don't know the answer to still. Um, so I feel like every single year there's a phenomena at this part of the season and early into the off season, probably until like right before free agency or maybe even in free agency of the NFL season where everyone kind of thinks they know what the second round is valued at and who the players are going to be picked in the second round are. But in actuality, I don't think anyone knows who the fuck is getting picked there and what the hell these picks are supposed to be valued at. Two two years ago, I was pretty hyped uh, about Seth Williams and thought, you know, if he got decent draft capital, I'd scoop him up in the second. Um, but even even come March, <laughs> it's still like when you go back, it's like, well, shit, it's still a clusterfuck. Like, so is there any way us as 
you know, eager dynasty managers to try and get some arbitrage value off of this scenario. Is that like maybe, you know, I, I just wanted to have a discussion. Like, do you just target a guy initially and then just say, okay, wherever the fuck I think he ends up going, you try to trade into that pick? Is it just like, I, I like getting with second round picks on the side of your contenders, guys that you expect, like, like they're whoever's team they're on, like they think like, oh, this is an older veteran. Every year I keep him, his value's gonna get worse. Um, and you could try to get them for cheaper, whether it be like a Keenan Allen. Um, Darren Waller is about to come. I'm saying for like contender buys for a second round pick, Darren Waller's about to come back. So you're saying to sell the seconds. Oh, oh, I thought we were talking about a second. We're I talking we were about talking the about... second round picks, right? Joe, just because in general, I not just spending think, them. I think I, that the early second round picks are pretty darn undervalued. That's what I feel do, like. Do you, are you saying that in general or in this, like, Let with me this give you an draft example. class in particular? Someone like James Conner, you might be able to trade for, let's say, the pick that is 206 and a random third or 207 and a random third 208 and a random third second round pick around there right i think that's a a very reasonable price that you might see for james connor in a league mm -hmm. 206 i mean we've seen it so many years that a, a player that you can pick around there just jumps a shit ton in value without even playing you're you're muted jake Damian Pierce in this last draft, early in the offseason, before he was getting hype, was around rookie pick about 206. And then he's jumped up to now one of the top rookies in the class. Yeah, there is a little bit of like you have to pick the right guy. But come that part of the season, you can always then trade that pick back into James Conner and then profit a third, I feel like. Uh, I feel like this year's second round was not nearly as... Uh... I was more thinking of 2020. Yeah. 2020 well, second had, round like, Justin Jefferson was nuts. There. Yeah. That was a generational. Well, not generational. But, I mean, this class is a shit ordinary. ton of running backs. And the receiver class is not bad at all. Like, I, I might start thinking about potentially trying to move guys like James Conner just for a mid to early second. And it's one of those trades that might look bad at first, but then all of a sudden the rookie draft comes around and you're like, oh shit, I'm able to get this guy at 204, 205, or I go, I go in at 207 because the clusterfuck is, is not even ending in March. You can trade up from 207 to 202 for not a crazy cost. Yeah. Especially before the draft where you have that period of, you know, everyone likes their pre-draft guys, but you inevitably have the dude that was going to go in the second or third and ends up going in the fifth. Mm -hmm. uh, no, I agree. I do think it's kind of tricky in certain scenarios. It, it really is dependent on where your team's at. I think I have totally different approaches if I'm like a rebuilding team or a retooling team or if I'm a contender. Because my first answer was from the perspective of a contender where it's like you also because in my opinion i mean the 23 uh draft class the second round i think it's like decent it's not a draft that i, I am pro trading down in i think trading down in this upcoming draft class would be a mistake uh i think there's very legit tier breaks 
Jake, I saw your question. I, I, like, if I'm trading down from 104 to 109, I think that's a bigger drop off than normal years. That's a that's a separate discussion, though. That but is as far discussion. as like yeah, yeah, second yeah. round picks are concerned. I, 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 I would don't even hate like if you have an early second, kind of flipping it for the next year. I, this year, in particular. that's what that's what I think. Not specifically that, but I think if you're trying to get trades done and and you think you're not getting your full worth your full values worth of players, the, the best I have no second... issue of you going to 2024 seconds. Oh, or I was going to say, the, the, the easiest seconds to get are future years. And I know that goes actually for every pick. That's a dumb statement. But, like, I feel I feel like it's not, like, very hard in terms of just, like, if, if you compare getting, like, a 24-second or 25-second now compared to, like, like this spring, like, a this year's second, it's going to be, like, a pretty big difference when really it shouldn't be. But also, like, as I'm looking at this, If that right, makes sense. As I'm looking at the second round picks, it seems like this year there was only like three players from the second it. round that I would say were um that boosted their value from uh the start of 2022 to now. If we go look at 2021, I'd say there's a lot that's a lot better crop. I'd say there's probably um I don't know, six or seven, eight actually, eight players of that 12 that boosted their value. Looking into 2020, um, that one was crazy because that was like Justin Jefferson would fall there, Michael Pittman, Ayuk, T. Higgins. I think, yeah, I think I think there's eight or nine in that class as well. So it is, it does seem like you're, if you're just throwing a dart uh, player who's getting taken in the second round, it seems like you're more than likely, like you have a higher than 50% chance. I haven't done any of the math on it other than just looking back, <laughs> but um, it looks like you have more than a 50% chance of increasing your value year over year. But my thing is a 2024 second round pick is just guaranteed to increase that. That's a hundred percent likely going to increase from now to next year. It's just, it's the time value of draft picks in this instance, where it's just a draft pick today is worth more than a draft pick a year from now. That's actually a great point by JT. If I yeah, if I'm trading for any twenty, uh, if I'm trading for any second round pick, it's twenty four. Or maybe I don't if you necessarily. I know it's a weird case, but like comparing like this draft class or the way people value the twenty twenty three, especially first round picks, compared to the way they valued the twenty twenty two first round picks. Where well, they 2022, knew, 2022 is like the only. It's kind of that. It was a weird like one. A historically bad. Yeah, it's like a black. No, yeah, I was gonna say of. like it's how not... many how many draft classes do we have where a quarterback doesn't go first two rounds? Right, yeah, but that's, even that's then, the like I'm talking about like sure, 2024 also looks good with the likes of Caleb Williams and stuff. But like people get overhyped on all of these quarterbacks all the time and tend to forget about the rest of the class like even though like this class wasn't great we're still looking at guys like chris olave that's Pickin, true. pickens no. and christian watson now and that, all these other guys that were first round picks in this class starting to play better and people are just we're throwing those picks away like it was garbage i've seen some people trade a 2022 first for a 2023 second just I, because I they didn't like it, it just was, doesn't make it doesn't make it sense. Kind of, it was kind of crazy, but I will say in terms of those guys, even though there's a ton of talent in this draft class, if there were quarterbacks in this draft class, you're getting each of those guys three slots later. Absolutely, and that's why I guess the value of seconds in a quarterback yeah. loaded class is even more. But like, well, not only that, I think this is a like an astronomically better running back class because it's I'm, a way worse receiver class. Guys, it's a worse receiver class. Seconds is always a good move, and come draft time. 
if you're just looking to pick up value, trading back and or trading out just for good value in future picks is usually a pretty good move. But I'm thinking about this draft now, 2023 20, seconds. Because the, these ones you have to pay a premium for because they are this year's draft. I honestly still think they're undervalued. Like the more the more I, I think into this, well, and right. it, it, it's annoying to get the early ones. I, I'm not sure necessarily the early ones are, are super undervalued, right? 201, 202, 203. Everyone knows those are good picks. But yeah. those middling ones, especially right now, if you don't have a trade deadline, I'm really thinking about like James Conner to a team that wants to win and make the playoffs or Zonovan Knight for a third. And obviously, it's not a second, but... Um, there's ways to weasel yourself in there, you know, pick upgrading, right? And slowly but surely move your way up the draft. Because I honestly think that this second round could easily be similar to a 2020 second round. Just instead of necessarily those nasty receiver prospects, you have some really great tight end prospects hanging around there and some fantastic running backs. Like the 2020 second round? I'm just thinking like, okay, if, we we all can for now agree on who like the 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 top ten ish sort of players are. Yeah, that kind of usually leaves out the guys like Michael Mayer and Arik Gilbert and Devin Achain and I mean there's a whole laundry list of running backs that could potentially be decent. It it kind of is just dependent on draft capital and landing spot a little bit to which ones <clears throat> rise and fall. But well, it. Especially because a lot of teams are now using multiple running backs as well. So there's kind of more slots for them to succeed in. I'm just... Like, when you say, like, they're still undervalued even though they're at a premium, right? I'm just thinking, of like, would you trade, like, a Keenan Allen for just, like, a mid-second? A David Njoku for a mid-second? Uh, Greg Dulcich? Um, Greg Dulcich, I might. Njoku? So, well, oh, man, that's tough. These um, these are the guys that are rated around that mid second kind of thing, and it's just like I don't know. I kind of like the player that I had. I was here. about to list a bunch of buys I could get for a mid second. If I had two hundred four, this Keenan Allen, I might question, question, question. Would you rather have two hundred four, two hundred three in this draft or Khalil Herbert? Two hundred four, two hundred three. Yeah, give me the pick. I like Khalil Herbert, but I, I might take Khalil Herbert. I don't know. I was okay. I was okay trading. What? Like what? What? What's? I was gonna say. What is it? A two hundred six, two hundred seven. That'll well, do it for you. Part of my argument. I try to make it the higher end. Part of my yeah. argument is that is not necessarily directly trading into the early seconds. It's maneuver your way into that mid to late second, and then trade up into that early second slot. Yeah, but I, I think that's very league dependent. I, I have trouble trying to make those kind of moves with leagues. I, I, I feel like I offer more than fair trades to move up just a couple spots in drafts, and I always feel like I'm getting rejected. Like I feel like that's... Well, that's why I kind of want to do it now, because I think the farther out you do it, when, when that name is not to the face, it's much easier. Right, but especially when you're talking about moving up a spot or two, in leagues that have a lottery or even leagues that are determined by points, you still might change after this week. So, mm -hmm. like, 
there's a lot of if you're trying to go from 108 to 105 that that could change in one week based on just points four or whatever the tiebreaker is like there's no saying that it's actually going to be improvements you have to wait and see what happens in a league's lottery what happens in this final week before you can do anything if you're talking about a couple picks here in the second round well the the last point i want to mention and this is another way that i want to get into that second round that i fell victim to before and have this was two years ago i think i fell victim to it it was after rager's rookie year right that was two years ago Mm -hmm. and i've since learned from that mistake that was buying the face planter and it doesn't have to be an exorbitant like oh that guy went down the whatever bean counters on twitter df bean counters face planter metric actually is i don't remember it off the top of my head it's it's adp from may to may that guy that I mean, you could call it eternal optimism. You can call it people just believing in the profile. Selling that guy that is just straight up underperforming, but people still believe in. I think the example right now, even though I like this guy, his profile and everything, Elijah Moore. You can still move for that mid-second, right? Mm -hmm. And I I guarantee you, come this offseason, because I see it happening with Rager, right? And this is why I err on the side of doing this. Elijah Moore is... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, I bought Jalen Rager in that offseason for 207. I had league mates in the chat being like, oh, guy, you you know, you fleeced him for Rager. People would probably say that about Elijah Moore right now if you traded 207 for Elijah Moore. But goddamn, yeah. come the start of that next season, I wish I had my 207 back. I was, <laughs> I was, that, that, there wasn't even a game played from the time I traded to the time that I regretted the trade. I understand. It, it just I, I agree. One receiver, Elijah Moore is cooked. Okay. Okay, real quick. I agree with your entire philosophy. I just think Elijah Moore is a bad example. If you're telling me I could trade 207 in this year's draft for Elijah Moore, that's an easy decision. I'm just... Uh, the thing is with Elijah... Now, this is kind of becoming an Elijah Moore segment, so I, actually, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. No. This is a second-round pick segment. Um... <laughs> I, I just think, sure, now in that instance that you brought up of now who we're not going to talk about, I don't think the face planting, I think it's strictly a rookie uh, tool mm-hmm. that is used. I don't think it looks at, because there are uh-uh. players like Brandon Ayuk who were in the doghouse their second year, dropped a bunch, and then has mm-hmm. now Yeah, I agree. Returned. But he had, he um, had bounced back uh, he, by see, this time, see, see, here's like here's an intriguing one. Would you rather buy or sell like David Bell for like 209? Sell, sell, easy sell. He did there will nothing. be people. There will be people who would buy it. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if you have to pay two oh nine at this point for. Well, we can just say a late second. Up for a th- I think a late second is just an overpay for I'm, David. I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking at the. He was drafted at like two, like middle of the second round. Yeah, he's he was done, a mid second rounder. He's done like nothing uh, since, and I think you could get him for probably an early third. And at that point, oh, I would buy obviously, it. Wait, 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 wait. No, there, there's an easy example. Yes. Sky Moore is the easy example. Um, Sky Moore. Sky, Sky Moore is the example. Sky Moore, I, mean, I would trade for. Stuff. I would trade Sky Moore for like an early second. Well, let, let's use the Elijah Moore example. Let, let's say, let's say 206, 206. Let's, let's say 206. What are the three of you doing? I just think if I just you get think... offered 206 for Sky Moore. I'm gonna hold. Countering for think, a little bit more. Yeah, I'm gonna hold. <laughs> okay, so, so wait. J- J- 
Okay, I should ask, what's the price in the second round you guys are accepting at for Skymore? Like 202, 203. Like, I just think there's going to be a value bump from, from now till draft time because I think there's going to be receivers that leave Kansas City. I think you're just going to have, even if you don't like Sky Moore, there's going to be people that are going to say, hey, he's got all this opportunity in front of him. He's got Patrick Mahomes throwing to him. Whether or not he's good or not, it's just like the situation's yeah. there. <laughs> It sounds very familiar like, to Rager, honestly, though. Fuck I feel it, like we've I, had I this conversation. Off. Time. That, that sounds super familiar to Rager, though. This was when Wentz was still considered I'm, good. Yeah, I, I might chip him off for two. This was still I Wentz. Might be a little hasty, but yeah, but again, it. again, in the similar in the similar vein, uh, you could you could have not Rager specifically because he had such a bad rookie season, and then there was more on top of it that just like wasn't going into Rager's favor. I just think the value of more now. And he's going like to finish with a more. A month. No, I feel I'm like sorry, I've talked about this for a month now. Lewis just keeps coming in bashing more every time. And I keep I, saying, I, I drafted him whether in the 3rd and 20 league. Like him or not, yeah, I liked him pre-draft. Like, whether or not you like Sky more or not, there's going to be a value bump. There just is. There just is. So you might as well just hold and you might as well wait. You might as well wait. And that's it. That's kind of end of discussion of the past month that I've been saying about Sky more. <laughs> That's your, but I will say quick, Rager's going to finish with a more productive rookie year than Sky Moore. I don't know if that's true. In the games played, at least, if we, if we count, like, fantasy points per game, I think Rager played 10 games this rookie year, uh, something like that. He played I, majority I, of the I, year, I think I would year. just rather bite the bullet and sell all of the underperforming young players at a loss from where I drafted the, them. And no, maybe but, that's a little bit hasty, right? And it, and I'll give you that it is case by case but, dependent. But for me, like the level of underperforming of of um, Elijah Moore when, for a team that needs weapons on offense, I, I'm not. I'm not sure how you can forgive that. The guy's not been doing shit with three quarterbacks now. The guy can't yeah. even get five catches in a in a ball game. I don't know. I I still like Elijah Moore. That's I still kind of do too. Which is why I think like selling them in that now to March is what I would do because they draft the Ugh. receiver, you're fucked. Who the Jets? The Jets. If they pick up a receiver within the yeah. top three rounds, his value shoots down. I feel like the Jets might need to be packaging some picks for a quarterback though, but we'll see. Uh, Derek Carson. <laughs> All right, let's get into some 2023 draft news. Yeah, well, I'll kick this one off because I was super high on him. I still had yeah. him in my top three wide receivers, which, funnily enough, is where I had Chris Olave roughly. I think Chris Olave was my wide receiver four until he decided to declare for his senior season and or not declare, decided to return for his senior season. And then I was like, oh, I'm done with Chris Olave. Now I have that with Keishon Boutte, who is returning back to LSU this year. Um, or for 2023, he is not declaring for the 2023 NFL draft. So that's, in my mind, a decently sized big hit to this wide receiver class, regardless of his inefficiency and, and lack of production this year at LSU, which I more so attribute to Jaden Daniels than anything and Brian Kelly. But he's going back. I don't know. NIL deals, money. It's, it's not nearly as big a deal as going you know, into the draft right away. Um, I guess I'll start with, we'll, we'll focus on Kayshawn, uh, Kayshawn first, and then we can pivot to the rest of the 2023 wide receiver class and how we feel about them then. But 
to me, again, kind of similar to Olave. I mean, I I kind of got that one wrong, seeing as how Olave has been playing recently. But I just I don't like it when this receiver says, "Hey, I'm going to pass up on the NFL to stay for another year." It's just it doesn't it doesn't sit right with me. It typically doesn't work out. I don't know. I, I do know. think it's tricky. I think it makes sense for him specifically because we're talking about a, a guy bad. that, I, that I was the number one, arguably number one receiver. I think JSN yeah. was probably number one, but he JSN was close was to it. One. And now we're talking about him potentially, if he were coming out this class, not being in the top five. So yeah, he's in the consensus top five. Yeah, but the fact of the matter is that that he went from arguable number one to now we're arguing the top five is where okay he stays for another year. Now he goes back to he can easily be a top three wide receiver pick. Yeah, but is he gonna is he gonna outproduce not next season? Like is he gonna? I I don't know. The the thing with Butte that I find intriguing is that all of his tough matchups he produces in. He produced against Georgia. I was about to produce against Florida. We just need to see the consistency and. I like JT think that Jaden Daniels does not help with your consistency at the wide receiver position. I mean, it doesn't, but still like even with any consistent quarterback, you'd like to see more. We've seen guys who are like second round NFL draft picks with trash quarterbacks still be able to produce more. It's funny. And it's funny with the whole situation. I was actually like starting to be like, I was way more down on him this season because of how this season has gone. Like early on in the season, we saw him kind of like, seems like he's like kind of out of it um I, th- I don't think that was the case all year and then he's had some a few big games here and there and then he played great against georgia um i think he had like like i forget it was like five for 107 and a touchdown or something uh and i was like okay that's a strong finish uh and we'll see how it goes but now it's i'm i'm holding the right to reserve to, to completely flip again on Kayshawn. If this exact scenario happens, no, but now if he's Either. staying next year as a senior, if you're staying as a senior next year, you need to have well, like well, listen one of those one. like, listen to this like... And tell me if you buy in. Listen to this and tell me if you buy in. Okay. Because this. this is where I'm going to flip on Kayshawn if it happens. Either A, LSU just throws the bag at some crazy good quarterback, which I don't think is what's going to happen. No. Or B, the more likely scenario. Kayshawn gets the bag kind of like Jordan Addison did to go to like maybe Colorado where Deion Sanders is now, or maybe one of those big schools. Right. And he just gets thrown a ton of money and he produces there. Ohio state. I don't know if Ohio state will, but if he gets like a giant NIL deal to go somewhere else and he's entering the transfer portal and ends up somewhere else, I'll, I'll flip my opinion on him a little bit. The only bit. thing is, I feel like he would have announced he's entering the transfer portal instead of coming back to LSU. Yeah, maybe that could be it. But Dude, I, I think too. LSU, that quarterback that, that got subbed in against UGA has got a fucking cannon. I want to see that yeah. guy play. What, what class is he right? I have no, no idea. I know who you're talking but about, but I don't know what class that, You have that guy throw into Kayshawn Butte. Okay, all of a sudden, we might see the 1,000-yard receiver Kayshawn Butte, and if that happens, he still, he still hasn't I don't had... give a fuck what happened the, the junior season because, to me, what's important you had the freshman year and you had the sophomore year production, which is more important than mm-hmm. the junior year production. If if he comes back and, and smashes it his senior year, I'm willing to let go a lack of a big junior year to, okay, there was some bullshit going on. 
Yeah. Yeah, but even even that though, like here's I mean, for me, the thing with Keishon Butte has always been people raving just over his physical ability. Because we were talking about like productive seasons, like, okay, let's look at the productive seasons. His in 2020, he had 45 catches for 735 yards and five touchdowns. Okay, it's a good freshman year. Uh second very year, good freshman year. Very yeah, good freshman year. His second year, he had he had 38 catches for 509 yards. Pretty sure he got and, injured. Uh, yeah, to, yeah I got. Hurt. I should double check how many games he played uh, that season. I'll pull that up in a sec. And this year, he finished for forty-eight for uh, forty-eight catches for five thirty-eight. Uh, I'll get the number on how many games he played his sophomore year for you guys, real quick. Um, his sophomore year, he played. Oh, six that was, games. So. That was with yeah. So he had five hundred and six. That was that was with Terrace Marshall as the lead receiver, right? So he had five hundred and six games. He, he was pushing. Uh, I think, I think so. If I remember correctly, in terms of years, I think that was that was the year he was pushing Terrace Marshall onto the bench because of how good he was performing, and then he got injured, and then Terrace Marshall went back and produced. But I mean, I, I still right, like here's an interesting one. Yeah, I mean, I think we're kind of just going in circles yeah, again the, here. The, this one, this one, you think is interesting? I go ahead. <laughs> well, just because. Uh, He's just a very controversial player right now, and that's Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson has declared for the NFL draft, a move that I think a lot of people were shocked by because, I mean, he's the epitome of a raw prospect, has all the physical tools. Um, But, man, where the hell is he going to go in the NFL draft? Late. Uh, Um, Maybe not drafted. Okay, JT, you're out of your fucking mind. If you don't think Anthony Richardson Richardson is not a good quarterback. He's he's not worse than Malik Willis by far. What? He's a worse prospect. He's worse than Malik Willis? Did you watch his game against Utah again and tell me that he's a better prospect? Do you know the competition that both of them were playing? Malik Willis so of how, of how, of how Malik, on, do, on, do you on, remember how Malik Willis time out list, list, time out, time out. The, thing, the one thing I will say to moderate the discussion a little bit is that I, I think you guys are both right and I don't think Malik Willis was a terrible prospect but his game does not translate to the pros which is a major issue neither does Anthony Richardson mm. Anthony Which Richardson. Is a fair point. Like I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna come Richards out here. Richardson arguing for Anthony no, Richardson. I don't right argue now. it doesn't. So I'll so. I'll say this. Lap Lappy has told me too where he thinks Richardson's gonna go on draft. Richardson isn't falling out of the first three rounds. I bet however much if money. I'll, I'll bet. I bet. If he I'd falls bet. out of the first round, it doesn't matter. And no, That's I point. Real quick, Thank let you. me. Can I can I finish my statement? Uh, I'd be I'd be pretty surprised if he fell out of the first. I bet money he doesn't fall out of the second. Um, if you think he's declaring this, that he doesn't fall out of the second round, yeah. I'll bet you $25 right now. Down. In the notes. Similar I'll bet that with, by the way, I have that bet with Frank. I'll bet that with anyone else on this podcast. You think he's a second round pick? He's going top two. Anthony Richardson. Yeah. How do you think he compared to okay, Kyle Trask? Can, uh, um, what is it? I think Kyle Trask was uh, less raw, but in terms of physical talent, they're not in the same universe. Uh, like Kyle Trask, he, he was more polished, but he can't make the throws or plays that Anthony Richardson makes. Anthony Richardson's a raw as fuck prospect. If he plays as a rookie, I'll tell you now, he's going to look like, like fucking terrible. He's one of those guys where like, he needs to sit, he needs to sit for a year. Um, and 
just because he has the physical too, like he can make throws that like a lot of NFL guys can't make. And what I will say is this: what people debating should he come back to Florida or not? Do you think he's entering for the draft if he was if he wasn't just generally aware that he's going in the top two rounds when he could have easily just came back? I don't know. I I, I mean. Do you, do you sure think do you think he would have declared if he didn't have a general idea, like, hey, you're going to be a top two round pick? Yeah, sure. People say that in December. I mean, in December, like, his 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 hype's only going to get better. He, he in terms of physical tools, physical tools is the one thing he has on his side. You don't think in his pro day he's going to make some absurd running through? Like he flicks he's the also wrist and throws at sixty yards. He's, also, he's gonna he's, he's gonna have gonna those throw some balls into the dirt. Like, I'm telling you, his pro his pro day throws, and I think it'll be disingenuous because I hate when people do this with any quarterback. But he's gonna be one of those quarterbacks that makes insane throws on his pro day because he just has the arm talent and arm strength too. And people are like, "Oh shit!" Like he can just flick it and it goes like 60 yards. He runs a four four and he's six five. You don't think he's gonna dominate the combine? I think his I think it's only gonna go up through up the odds. <laughs> And what happens when he doesn't run a four four and he runs a four six or a four five? Uh, I mean, listen, you you can watch his tape and you let me know if you think he's slow. I don't think him being just, slow is his issue. Dude, let me see. If I can it put was it up just. On the screen. I, I think I think a perfect landing spot for him is a team like Seattle with their late first rounder. He can he can sit behind like Geno Smith for a year, a year and a half, and then come in because I think physical two wise, he's the most physically talented quarterback in this draft. I'll stand behind that. He's also the most raw. But in terms of physical talent, I like to see a quarterback with a better arm or athletic ability that's eligible for this draft class. The problem is I I pulled up Anthony Richards, uh, his numbers, and Mm -hmm. man, it's just not pretty. It's not. Neither were Josh Allen's. Okay, 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 hold on on a second. Because, yeah, you just went from (laughs) one side of the universe to the other. Because even I, I don't even think Josh Allen's numbers were as bad as this. Right, like, uh, no, no, but also, Frank, I, I mean, I mean, this guy has this guy has less than thirty five hundred passing yards in his career. He only really started for one season. Frank, I can mean, you please yeah. put up the tweet that I, uh, pull up the tweet that I put in the doc? Um, yeah, give me a second. Hold on. I wish you. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have altered the screen size if I knew you're going to do that, JT. My bad. That's <laughs> no, all right. Um, in the doc. Okay. You guys are getting the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Okay, if we're gonna if we're gonna play that game, do you know how many individual plays I can pull up with Anthony Richardson where he looks like? Yeah, and that's the argument for him. Like, if we're gonna do that bad throw, I can show you throws where he's making like absurd, accurate down the field throws with like a quick flick. The highlight game with Anthony Richardson, you probably won't win. It's gonna be the total dude. body of work. You're just. And t- in terms of individual plays, no, he's if, gonna go. He's gonna go top two rounds. JT, JT, if if, Richardson if, played for Miami, if he played for Texas A&M, if he played for Texas Tech, you wouldn't be talking about Anthony Richardson like how you're talking about Anthony Richardson. He's just—he's not good. He's not good. He's physically like I'm telling you, he's super raw. But the talent is there. Why don't you make the bet that he doesn't go first two rounds? Sure, I already made the dot. You know, I'll put it in the notes too. I have it in the notes. So like, about okay, we pull up Josh Allen. Josh Allen basically had Anthony Richardson's production his sophomore season and a better completion percentage and like ten more touchdowns. 
And then Anthony Richardson's doing the same thing in the SEC. True, but let's not act like Wyoming had a bunch of world beaters. I mean, I'm not, well. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying like, like they're insane. But we saw with the Malik Willis comparison, we saw the one time he played someone that was actually like FBS legit, like Power Five level, and how he did. Anthony Richardson spent his entire season playing against like Georgia, Bama, LSU, like Utah. He's, I mean, like, yeah, but the, the comp, I, the comp I is an entire different it, it, universe. I think it's a difference because, like, he, it's not like he's not an SEC team. I, I don't really – I think that the whole playing field argument is really way more bullshit than people make it no, out. No, and I'm not, I'm not going to say that as the only thing because otherwise it's like you give SEC quarterbacks a bias with everything. But I'm just saying in terms of him versus Malik Willis, I think he's different than Malik. I, I do think. So how about um, rookie draft, Lunas? Where where would draft? you value Anthony Richardson right now in a rookie it's, draft? It's or how about where would you be targeting him if we gonna, were doing our dynasty box it's, it's, right now? It's going to ultimately end up with the landing spot and where he goes. Um, just right now, no landing spot, whatever. If we were doing a uh, a startup rookie draft. Where are you targeting him around? Like you don't know who who's going where. It's just you have to put him. I want to take him in the mid second, right? That's where I would have. To, I would take him before because I know he won't last to my next pick or whatever, right? Yeah. It's it two hundred one through two hundred three is easy. I'm more so considering like if I can go into into like, the first. first. Yeah, oh, interesting. So um, the one thing I will say. Is that if he's a first round NFL pick, he has to be a first round <laughs> okay. dynasty pick. It's just what it is. These guys, if they're willing to draft him in the first round, I'll be willing to draft him in the first round. Like, bearing he's picked like 32 or whatever it is or something like that, even though Lamar or whatever. Even 32, it'd be, if I'd like, like 112, if, he, if he's sitting there. I'm like... if, exactly. If you're talking a back end first round pick, 110, 112, in that range. And he's a first-round quarterback in the NFL draft. You got to take him. Yeah, he'll go in the first. My problem is, I think he's going to go like in the middle of the third or yeah, I think he's somewhere around. That's that's why. Here's here's the uh, the only thing I'm going to bring up with you guys. He declared for the draft now. He could have easily stayed a year at Florida and continued to develop. And I think his stock will only go up between his pro day and combine because in terms of physical tools, that's the one thing he's absolutely elite at. So I'm saying if he's declaring now, my guess is he generally knows, hey, I'm going first two rounds. You give him a pro day on open grass with his arm and then combine, he gets to do all these athletic drills. It's only going to go up. Just I don't know. I don't agree with that, though, because I think in the NFL, unless you have a, 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 you're legitimately elite from the pocket in college, then having physical tools is a prerequisite to go in the first round, if, not if the I, reason you're going to go in the first round. If I stack Jalen Hurts' resume against Anthony Richardson's, like I'm just way more going to take Jalen Hurts. I mean, Jalen, Jalen Hurts, Hurts went at the end Hurts, of second. Hurts had more college success, and Jalen and I love Jalen. Jalen Hurts had more college success. Well, it's much not more, a, he's he's much more poly, He doesn't have close to the arm Anthony Richardson. Anthony has. Richardson has less production than like every single starting quarterback in the league and like probably 99% of first round quarterbacks. That's why I, I can't really buy into him. It's like, he's, a he's in the, the worst percentile of college production for, for quarterbacks. I'm talking, I'm talking only talent. You're going to beat me on production. I'm talking talent. I see 
the arm, I think B is the best arm in the draft, and he's the most athletic quarterback. I'm just thinking of talent as like this magic, like dust that we're making. Or, like, <laughs> no, no, but I mean, talent. I mean, it's just throws, like, like, J- <laughs> I mean, I like, no, like, for example, like J- Jalen Hurts, like, he's a right now top two, top three MVP candidate. He doesn't have a better arm than Anthony Richards. He's more accurate, but in terms of just arm strength, being able to make the throws, off, yeah, like, but we've seen how far arm strength gets you. Like, there's, you know, yeah, no, it is. No, it is. I, I I agree with, like, I get that. I, I'm just saying it, he does have the best arm in the draft, though. I not think right, we'd well, spend we'll this long talking about anything. The, um, I mean, if he ends the... up being a first-round pick, it'll be fun to look mm-hmm. back. All right. Yeah, um, I'll take, I'll, by the way, you guys can clown me if he ends up going third or later. Oh, I already like, made the I'll, note. I'll take, we have the note. Don't worry, we already know that. <laughs> yeah, we take all the clowning. He's not in for Yo, let's keep this moving. Let's keep moving. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, who was the consensus wide receiver one coming into the season, not anymore, has had basically a complete wash of, yeah. a, of a junior season. He's yeah. been battling hamstring injuries like the entire year. He, he When he played, he wasn't really doing anything, and he hasn't ho- played a whole lot. He is sitting out the college football playoff. The expectation is that Ohio State will make the college football playoff with the whole shitstorm of college football that happened last week. And he has already said, not playing in any bowl games, college football playoff, I'm declaring for the draft. First question is, now that there is no back half of the season rejuvenation of Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah. How concerned are you about this junior season being completely yeah. just terrible? He's actually he's moved up in my he's moved up. Really? All, all this all no this junior all, all this junior year has shown me is that no one has even come close to a season last year. Yeah, he's uh, moved, when he was fully up. healthy. He's, and he's, and anything looking at how good Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave are on the NFL, and he was easily the best receiver on that team. Mm-hmm. He he was my wide receiver three going into this year. He's now my wide receiver two, <laughs> so he's moved up. He, he still have Quentin Johnston he would, over him. Yeah, I still have Johnston over him. He was he, is, he was he is second. And I understand the Quinn Quinn Johnston's the better athlete. Um, and I have him in my top three. Uh, him and Addison is close. I haven't figured out two or three yet. I'm going to order it between those two. Uh, mm-hmm. I need to watch more of both. But I do know uh, I have JSN first. Um. His season, like, listen, hamstrings are tricky. I was saying in the group chat, hamstrings are tricky. Like, he had a bad injury. He tried to come back, got re-injured. I don't fault him for sitting out. Uh, like, we saw Jameson Williams lost money by tearing his ACL in the chip game. Uh, didn't affect Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase looked great as <laughs> Like, it's, I don't know. And I'm not saying, like, he's, like, one or the other, but it's, it doesn't really affect my value of him. Uh, I'm excited to see where he goes. Uh, the dream spot is the Chargers. Uh, for me, uh, like if he goes mid first round, but that's a whole different a issue. Spot for most receivers, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look like he's going top ten anymore, which is kind of surprising. What do you mean they think... got Josh Palmer, guys? Well, what's, what, an interesting fact. I like Josh gonna, Palmer, but... What I believe might impact some of the draft stock of the receivers is that last year we saw everyone going completely gung ho over receivers because of what we saw the Bengals did. But now it seems like there's kind of been a switch back to the teams that are having success are the teams that built around their offensive and defensive lines. So I wonder if that Dolphins? potentially 
I, I also, I, I was going to well, say, yeah, like, I mean, I mean yeah, you talk about a team that has completely revamped their entire offensive line over the past two years. Yeah, true. I mean, but yeah, also but so added Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Waddle, Hill, uh, we see AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. Uh, but I, I do think yeah, it's also. Best it's, offensive line in football with it's, the Eagles. It's, it's also, I just don't think it's like, just it's not as good, but I don't think it's really close between this year's receivers class and last year. Uh, in, yeah, in but terms of we're talking J- like Jay how deep said, it is, we can we can all agree that if we don't care about the senior season or the junior season for Jackson Smith and Jigba, then he should be a higher pick than Jahan Dotson was. Easily. He should be at least I the mean, same he, as Traylon Burks, if not higher. Yeah. He should be a top. So if he, if he, I've seen a lot of mocks where JSN is going like pick twenty. Yeah, that, that's well, insane. That's, that's absurd. But Wait, also, I talking about like first round mocks, like for first NFL round, pick twenty. Oh. So if that happens, or is that does that mean that oh the the value of receivers is equal, the talent in the draft class no. is relatively no no equal like no this class has five quarterbacks that could go no. It's not the same. It's a different draft well, class. Five quarterbacks. Yeah, if ja- right. if Jackson Smith and Jigba was draft eligible last season, three. four quarterbacks last season after a sophomore year, do do you think yeah. he goes behind Jahan Dotson? I don't think so. I don't no. think so and that's why I'm bringing it up. Decently but, ahead of but him. there there are concerns about Jackson Smith and Jigba, right? The athleticism it, it, being it's more one so of the them. athleticism. It's going to be I, like he might I, have I, a iffy combine, and it's going to make people lower on him. I stand by it. I valued him similarly to Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman went into that 20 way better than Rashad Bateman. I value him similarly. I, I think Rashad well, Bateman actually, is but no, you're, you're, you're really high, high on, Bateman. on Rashad Bateman. You're high yeah. on Bateman. Okay, so, so that, I think makes it's, that makes sense. The thing, yeah, the thing is, I just think the, the overall skill of, of players in this 2023 class, and, and you know, as Linus likes to say, the talent of the 2023 <laughs> class, I think is a lot better <laughs> than the 2022 the class. Yeah. So, so I think, <laughs> I think just, just generally you're going to see a lot of players go further down. Like, I think it's going to just be a better overall class. So I'm not. All right. Upset. So we don't, we don't care. We don't care nope, about the, care. the bad care. season. Um, nope. And I, I think that even, I wouldn't call it a bad season either. It's just like, got injured. Injured. Yeah. it wasn't a good season. So it's a bad season. I don't understand. Getting yeah, injured is not a good season. That's a bad. I mean, no, it's. It, I didn't. I didn't say it was a good season. Well, if I'm looking at a season, I'm not. I'm not like, oh, he was bad this year. Like, just no. wasn't a good year. Yeah, it wasn't a good year. <laughs> All right, Lamar Jackson hurt. Uh, yeah, some sort is, of sprain or something like or another. Show. Stinks if you have him for a playoff run, but other yeah. than that, yeah, yeah. week to week, I was Unclean. big on drafting him in redraft this year, and that's not. Ideal. Joe A. Barrett's come full circle. He he's someone in the chat that uh really highly values Huntley. Well now he's in, he's playing. Uh um, he finally up to that first round pick value. Now <laughs> I I am selling him so yes. fast because this this he offense is not good. Yeah, no, I think I think if you could sell him, yeah. I mean, I think he can be fantasy viable as a QB two, depending on who your QB two is, uh, because of his rushing upside over like a couple weeks span. Am I asked? Are, are you saying like if someone believes in him long term, then yeah? I think Would I'd guys... rather start Heineke. Are you trotting out there? Are you trotting out there, Brock Purdy this week, or are you trotting out there, uh, Huntley? I, I, I had Purdy above a above a few people, and I think I still might do Huntley's rushing upside is legit. Like, but. 
on the other hand, you do have like Purdy's got a nice team built around him. Huntley's he got does. Mark Andrews. Pur- and then- Pur- Purdy, Purdy is tough. Nothing. I would, I would start Purdy and Huntley over Heineken. This I Ravens think. offense is, is struggling with I mean, one of the top quarterbacks in the game. Right, and it's not like Lamar is yeah. playing bad. If you go watch those Ravens games, Lamar I was going to say the, off, the, the, well. the the offense is struggling, but Lamar is still putting up fantasy points. I don't care if the Ravens scored 13, 10, fucking six points as long as Hundley rushes for like seventy yards and has like one touchdown. Like it's, it... I I think that that people are taking the last year Huntley and the last year Ravens and applying those numbers to what they think is going to happen now. And they went one and four in his starts last year. <laughs> it wasn't even good. No, but he he was not, good in no, fantasy. His fantasy numbers were his fine. Numbers I, were I do not think that that's going to be the case here. I would be, I would be looking potentially at a at a second round pick trying to get get that i i honestly think that there are people do you think that, you can get a second round pick for huntley? well if not i really do think that you can do huntley in a three for a two i, I think, think that's, that's a I, I would slam that i think slam. that's a trade see you huntley yeah i agree but I, I i there is a lot of there there's a lot of optimism around huntley if if you were to pull I think, people I, I who's think... the best handcuffed quarterback a lot of people are going to be saying huntley I don't think it's just because of Huntley, though. I think a lot of people are worried about that Lamar situation long term, like in a year or two. Is he still going to be on the Ravens? Oh, God. We're not getting into this. All right. Zonovan. No, no. Listen, listen. I don't want to get into it. I'm just saying that is some of. I don't agree with Lunas. I don't agree with Lunas. They're not going to roll out. I didn't say I agree with it. I'm saying that I think it's wrong. I'm saying that is some of the thinking. That's some of the thinking that you do because you're contract uh, Lunas. <laughs> I, I listen. I, I I just said I would do the the Huntley. I just said I would do the Huntley in a third for a second. Yeah, I agreed true. with you. He, he, that is true. Yeah. All right. Um, Zonovan Knight, Jets backup running back. Uh, I Michael Carter's still going to be out, right? I also think Michael Carter's. Not. Okay. Michael- yeah. Michael Carter's kind of. <laughs> Like, no, Michael Carter's yeah, solid, but Zonathan's yeah, I think it well. He's worth, he, I mean, by this point, he's definitely on, like, everyone's roster. But, like, yeah, he's worth a roster spot. I don't think he's worth a draft pick. Well, like, okay, not, so that was not, the question I was going to get into. Contenders. Is this a, I guess the first question to ask is actually, can Zonovan Knight have any relevance after this year? And in terms of like being mm. a high value backup for a team, kind of like what we saw with Dante mm. Foreman coming back was a high value backup. And if he's able to land a starting job, bada bing, bada bing, you're chilling. So if you give up a third round pick for him now, which I agree doesn't look amazing on paper, and I would probably more times than not side with the guy getting the third. But if you think he's good enough so that after the season, when he's, you know, either on the Jets or not on the Jets or whatever. If if whoever the starters gets hurt, he comes back and can be a high value handcuff. Because at that point, I think giving up the third for playoff push plus handcuff value is actually worth it. I agree, but the thing Michael Hart is still under contract for two more years. So I think if if this what's James oh. Robinson's contract situation? Uh, James I'm cons- Robinson's cooked. He's he's out of. <laughs> I think he's cooked. He's, he's been. I'm just guy. curious. Uh, he was an undrafted free agent, free so I'm agent not sure. Year. I think he is a free agent after this season. Um, but my 
Oh, see you, Lunas. All right, so he's oh. going to say something about Michael Carter being Contact good. Lunas. Has, the thing is, though, if Michael Carter and Zonovan Knight are playing, has Zonovan Knight, he's probably at least earned the right to split snaps. Is he going to be leading that backfield even no. when Carter is back? No. I. He might. I just no. don't know how intrigued I am at, like, like it's such a if, if you're in the playoffs, right? Are you gonna feel any comfortable playing either of those running backs, even as like your your last ditch flex play? Like we're getting people are getting way too cute on Zonovan Knight. The kids had a few good games. I'll give them credit, but Michael Carter is this the the handcuff to Brees Hall, and Brees Hall is coming back. This offense does not have room for another running back taking snaps, getting touches. There's no there's no to me it just if I could sell him for anything, it's great. I picked him up off, off for Fab, and I turned it into a third-round pick. Are you kidding? Absolutely. Smash accepted every single time. There's no way he's relevant for maybe more than two games. Yeah, this season. True, yeah. Truthfully, yeah, right. the only person I can think of is James Robinson, who has done something. Yeah, I want. I wanted to see if I could get one of you guys to buy into Zonovan Knight for all those reasons. But oh, yeah, we're my, trying my, to double the advocate us here? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, ultimately, yeah, you, you, I would be mass offering well, wait, this guy. Wait, hold on, hold on. I don't know if Lunas is tuned in, but we could all play this on Lunas and be like, yeah, Zonovan Knight's really good and see if Lunas buys into it. No, because then we're going to have to hear Lunas <laughs> say the same thing three times. I'm fine. With you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just move on. Are we good to just go into the stock market and pick yeah, Lunas up when he gets back? Stocks. Um, shit, we're going to all be... Yeah, we're all going to be in, in, in bad spots. The wrong boxes. Oh, on. Yeah, I got to also pull it up. That's fine. I, I mean, after the week I had, I'm cool being someone else. Um, 12-6. Man, we're already almost done with the season. Also, when do we yeah. end this? Like, when oh, is the I end? Don't, I don't know. I <laughs> <laughs> just kept going. Um, all we're right, close to a year. I think we started in March. This. So, big winner. Fucking Lunas. I this has gone is so it, wrong. This has gone is, so is wrong because right? Lunas, Lunas wins. Yeah, I updated it. Lunas wins. No, his total change isn't right. The oh, die not edit it. Uh, his total change box is wrong. Oh, yes, you're right. Update that real quick. Come on, baby. Let's see a downfall. Come on. Come on. Let's see a negative. And... We're looking nope. at this box right here. Buzz Hell yeah. Positive. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Screw you, Lunas. Is Frank's total correct or his change? 900? Yeah, don't question it. Yeah, it looks correct. Yeah. yeah that's correct. Um, hold on. Let me get you back in here, Lunas. Let me... Um, let me hide that. And Lunas is back. Welcome back, Lunas. God, yeah. this is hard to get back on the screen. Where is it? I had a bad week. I'm, I've given up. All right. Yeah, um, you're bad. I was the big winner this week. Up 940. Jake up 479. Lunas up 468. JT down 146. Lunas is unfortunately still has a commanding lead of about 5k. Um, I'm in second at 4,500 or 45k. 
uh, Jake at about 40K and, and uh, JT at 37, 38, somewhere around there. Um, all right, let's just get right into this shit. Right. Let's get right into it. I, I went in on the Browns, the uh, offense against the Texans, and somehow that went poorly. I don't, I can't do anything right. Like, how are the Browns not scoring a bunch of points on the Texans? I don't know. Because that was the defense's job this week, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Browns. Yeah. Um, all right. So I could do my sells because I'm selling a lot of people right now. All right. Who you got, JT? Um, okay. Going to kick it off with Kareem Hunt. Again, Browns. See, um, I like what I saw out of Kareem Hunt. He got his most touches since, like, Yeah, six. no, I, I thought it was good, too. But, it, again, it was the Texans. It's the Texans, and now we don't have the Texans, so <laughs> the offense didn't score. Now the yeah. Texans aren't there anymore, so yeah, <laughs> now, now I know what to do. Um, sticking with that theme, I'm gonna keep Deshaun Watson because I still think he's undervalued despite having a rusty performance. I'm gonna get rid of Amari Cooper. Uh, I'm gonna hold Garrett Wilson. I'm going to hold Noah Fant. I'm going to sell Paris Campbell because the god that that Colts offense. I don't know what to say. Um, now, here's the thing. There's like six teams on buy this week, so maybe I might want to sell some buy players, but I don't think any of those remaining guys are on buy. Yeah, it's Atlanta, Chicago, place. Green Bay, Indy, New Orleans, and Washington. So, no. So, I think I think those are... Oh, no. I'm selling OBJ because apparently a report came out that the Cowboys didn't like their AC, his ACL. Giants didn't uh, either. So, uh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I'm going to sell OBJ. Oh, no. Okay. You can I think we're all, too. Yeah, we're all out on Odell. All right, so I sold one, two, three, four players there. All right, so those those are my sales. All right. We all Odell had Odell. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did. I'm going to sell A.J. Brown. Kind of just picked him up for a good matchup last week against the Titans. Mm, and boy, was that good. <laughs> um, I'm going to sell Deshaun. Um just don't really want to be in on him. Same thing with Jameson Williams. I really thought they were going to kind of unleash him last week, but he was I'm scared. Gunner, he played. He played, he played two, um, six snaps. Four of them were running plays. Yeah, I just if they're going to do this fucking Weasley bullshit and back in, I feel like a lot of people are. There's a lot of potential for panic, considering I think his price mm-hmm. is kind of inflated a bit as is he went up a hundred from last week i was gonna say though literally is there, is there just playing is there panic because he would like as he went up 100 Dude, I, I do not get a ton of snaps if it well i just see them weaseling his way back in right he gets like three targets one game and then four targets the next game and it's like well i thought you were just gonna unleash him right i my vision was not right it was the opposite you know, I, I thought he was going to go in there and I was going to see him on red zone running into the end zone over and over and over again. And it was, I didn't see any of that. So I'm out. <laughs> Post first game back with six snaps. Um, I mean, I, I, you can sell him. Uh, I'm also going to sell AJ Dillon. He's cooked. I actually got a lot of touches last week because of um, He's been getting Aaron Jones' injury. But yeah, they were playing the Bears. So. That's why I was in and That's all my cells for now. Um, I could do some cells. Um, I'm gonna sell Keenan Allen. 
He's been back for two weeks. He's looked fine. I think this is just where his value is at this point, just because of how old he is. I, I uh, think you convinced me. I'll join you on that. I have a question. Is Purdy embargoed? Steven, yeah. Uh, he's probably not enough to get. He's 1,500. He's, I think yeah, him and Baker are just auto him. embargoes. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure. I should have uh, went. How many weeks ago did I say I wanted to buy Baker? Was that last week when I was like, fool me once, blah, blah, uh, No, if you want to buy Baker, you can buy him. I don't, I don't even know if he's above a thousand. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Baker. we should we shouldn't disallow JT from buying Baker. I am all for JT buying. <laughs> he's, Baker. he's right, JT can buy Baker. You can buy Baker. Baker. He's over I'm a thousand. Baker. He's you at can a buy thousand Baker. exactly. You, I will allow anyone who wants to buy Baker. I'm Go buying ahead. him. I'm doing it, boys. Oh, Go ahead. Freak. Biggest you're mistake when he's when he's, he's got a ton. Right he's next... got a ton of weapons around him. All right, I'm selling Key now, and I'm buying Baker Mayfield when he is next to Justin Herbert next week. Uh, in terms of overall value, uh, I'll be yeah. telling all of you mean things. Yeah. I, was, I wasn't going to say the mean thing. I almost I'm, said the mean things, but I didn't. I'm excited. excited for it. <laughs> what place are you in? Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> worry about yourself, Lance, all right? <laughs> Hard to. All right. Well, to get back on track, uh, I'm going to sell Ezekiel Elliott as well. I got a nice boost from Zeke. I also think he's just where he's at at this point. Um, I'm going to hold Swift. I'm going to hold Watson. I'm going to hold Pickens. I like that he showed some attitude on the sidelines. He wants the fucking Yeah, what about his actual fancy output? He wants the ball, JT. (laughs) You got to be hungry for the ball. Breaking wide receiver wants the ball. (laughs) (laughs) He wants it. Uh, Cam Akers, I'm gonna hold Cam Akers because I think he's yeah, gonna I'm blaming you on. They're playing Las Vegas, yeah, definitely holding Cam Akers. Uh, Will Fuller, dude's gonna sign somewhere. Um, holding, <laughs> holding strong, <laughs> dude. You don't want to cash out on the 148 total points, you got boost to 14. Uh, I'm gonna hold who do the Steelers play this week, Frank? Ravens, yeah, the Lamarless yeah. Ravens. Yeah, I'm going to hold the... Uh, Can I buy uh, Steelers defense? <laughs> and Bengals, Browns. I'm going to hold Kareem Hunt as well. So I'm done. Okay. Um, that leaves Lunas for yourselves? Yeah. Um, okay, for my moves, I will do... Let me pull it up. Okay. I will sell Isaiah Likely. It's gonna be hard Likely to sell that backup quarterback. I'll sell Josh Jacobs. He's so high right now. Jeez. I know. Um, Terry McLaurin's on buy, so I'll sell him. He's winning the bye week, though. Mm-hmm. I think that's it for right now. Wow, that's a quiet week for you. I don't want to move a lot of these guys. I think Garrett Wilson's still without Zach. He's going to continue to produce. Yeah, I'm in on Garrett Wilson. Yeah, he's been going crazy. Uh, T T Higgins, I was I might sell T Higgins. He's the only one for right now. Hold, but if I find someone who I want to get, I might sell Higgins. Okay. Who's kicking off the buys? Um. All right, maybe me. I'm just thinking 
I'm thinking of one specific player that I kind of want to get in on, but I don't know how far he's dropped. Okay. That's a decent amount. I think I'll get in on him right now. I'm going to buy Joe Mixon. I think he's going to come back from this concussion this week. I think he's going to torch. Um, oh, that's the wrong team. Yeah, I put him mm. in there. Um, so I'm going to buy Joe Mixon. Um, bought Baker Mayfield already. Um, I'm looking around the league too. I'm not going to buy. Um, is Mike Williams back this week? I Who no knows? Point. Is he ever back? I don't. I don't know. I'm not going to touch him. Fuck that. This is another instance of like. Do I buy the bait? I mean, like, how much further can he possibly go down? And I'm talking about Russell Wilson here. <laughs> Don't do this to yourself, man. Dude, he's lower than Tyler Boyd. <laughs> he's he's under Michael Carter. How many points does he put he's up? He's under like Elijah it? Mitchell. Like, look at all. Like, how many points I know, does but he put up? he's a quarterback. He's a living, breathing quarterback who was under Alan Lazard. Like, he's under. He's under all Chase Claypool. Uh, Jake. I, I will trade you right now, Chase Claypool for Russell Wilson. Um, Is that a deal? No. Thank you. All right. So he's undervalued. I, it's just I don't know when people are going to change their mind on him. I don't know how or why, but I'm I'm going to buy Russell Wilson. Okay, the madness has to stop somewhere. Stop this madness. It's just, it, I refuse to believe that there are these non difference making players who are ranked so highly above a quarterback who has stability and, like, I don't know, even if he's trash, he's still a quarterback. He's still like Taylor Heineke goes for seconds at some point. Like, I, I can't wrap my mind around it. So every time I'm going to take the bait and I'm going to fall for it. Um, all right, I have how much left in the bank? Sixty four hundred. I'm looking at like. I feel like running back's the easiest place to get like a big boost if I'm swinging for the fences, which I kind of need to if I'm playing you guys. The Chargers' defensive line stinks, and they're playing Miami. Do I get like no? Do I get Jeff? Who's this lead that, Miami back? It's Raheem. That, that's why I'm not Jeff touching Wilson? either. I don't know. Yeah. Jeff Wilson barely got any points last week. Yeah, that's why I'm... He had one like, carry. One yeah, carry. your best guess is as good as mine, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's it's a swing for the fence play. I, I've I mean, got a big laundry list of buys. All right, you, 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 you go through but, those, and I'll... Um, my first buy... Let me get this over here. My first buy is going to be Jerry Judy. I hmm. uh, kind of talked on the pod last week about why I want to buy Judy. The second buy I have is going to be J.K. Dobbins. I actually think that he comes back this week. Welcome aboard the train. He's one, he's one of my buys that I wrote down. So J.K. Dobbins has kind of had success against the Steelers before. Uh, if he's back, I could definitely see him finding the end zone. And similarly, I'm going to buy Brian Robinson. Mm, big hat, man. Yeah, big hat. Uh, 
Actually, the the Washington Commanders running game is kind of undervalued if you look at keep trade cut for a team with such an emphasis on trying to run the ball. So between him and Gibson, I just feel like value for cost in terms of production, more specifically Brian Robinson, especially as a rookie back, is being pretty underpriced right now. Oh, I remember who I wanted to buy. Um. Frank, uh, who do you have any other buys off the top of your head? Oh, yeah. Um, Michael Gallup is another one of my buys, kind of piggybacking off of the potentially no Odell news, um, as well as buy. it seems like he's been playing a little <laughs> bit better recently. I think that finally we can start seeing the Gallup that we saw parts of last year. Um, I'm going to buy Darren Waller. You're taking Ooh. all my fucking buys. Apparently, he might come back pretty soon here. He and is coming back. I don't think week. he'll be completely shut down. So, at a guy that's worth about a mid second, I just simply think for a dude that has easy top five tight end upside when he's playing, um, I'll buy him. Um, I'm going to buy Corey Davis. He's kind of come in and take the taken the number two spot at the receiver spot in in new york while everyone thinks and it's priced that it's that it's elijah moore that's the number two receiver uh i i think that when you watch this offense it's clearly uh Corey davis is a guy and not only that he's the type of dude that can command potentially more targets than anyone else right obviously we've seen garrett wilson pop off and rightfully so he's probably the most talented but we've seen Corey Davis command 10-plus targets, and especially if defenses decide to key in on stopping um, Garrett Wilson, then that might even open it up further for Corey Davis. That's that's a potentially good contender buy. Jot that one down your notes and smoke it um, <laughs> for your leagues. How many how many points do I have left? We've got 4,600 left. Mm-hmm. Shit, I have so many other buys that I want to do. Um I'll buy. I want to buy Acres and Joku. Oh, Johnson. I can't afford them all, though. Well, Njoku was my first buy of the day, so I'm gonna just put that one in. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go right there with you, Jake. Let's go in on Njoku together. We're David and Joku truthers. Mm-hmm. I, I, this to me, Joku is the type of dude that, no matter what people want to admit, and I understand it's not flashy, but for how he has played this season, he should be probably worth the same as like Goddard, which mm-hmm. is that late first round pick. Speaking Goddard, of Goddard is my next buy of the week. I, I can't go as high as Goddard, but I'm, I am high on Njoku. Like, I, I feel like Njoku should be worth the first. Now, I'm not trading any of my first for him, so I'm definitely a fraud. But I, I feel that like he worth the should first. be worth the first. Like, I, I, I'd like to sell for a first, but I would never pay a first for him. Yeah, was, like, you're, you're not getting any of my fucking first. <laughs> Fuck you. But... <laughs> no, I mean, I, I like the Joker. I agree with everything you said. Except I think Goddard's a little bit ambitious, but I, I'm high on the Joker. 
He, Njoku looks like in, insane this year. He looks like he looks the player great. that he was drafted to be finally. He looks great. No, I'm I'm an Njoku fan. Um, I'm not sure my bank is going down. I'd, I'd, I'd pay a good second for him, not a first. Uh, no, that's the, that's the right amount. Uh, JT, you get me buying Mr. Dallas Goddard as well? Yep. That's, oh, no, you should be at 1422, Frank. I was considering Goddard. Yeah, there we go. He's yeah. going to be back soon. So I got a little 2450 bit. left. Um, is someone able to look up on the sheet the prices of Van Jefferson, Heineke, and Juwan Johnson, if any of them are under 1422? <clears throat> if any of them are under 1422? Van I Jefferson, yeah. 1700. Heineke's 1894 and Dewan Johnson 1694. So, no, son of a all right, I'm done for the week then. Per, and then my last buy, um, I guess I'm going tight ends this week, but my last, <laughs> buy, the last tight end buy, gamer, <laughs> yeah, the last tight end merchant over yeah, here, tight end merchant. <laughs> I'm buying Daniel Bellinger, he's back, he got five targets this week. Oh, and I think. Giants just like to use their tight end in this offense. No, I, I think, think that he's... I think I was gonna say I think it's a great buy. Um, I thought he was I thought he was off for longer. I didn't realize he was. Yeah, I didn't even know he was back. Now, do they like to use the tight end, or are their receivers fucking horrible? I mean, it's um, a com- it's a combination of that. Also, the re- horrible receivers are going to be up against Darius Slay and James Bradbury, so their their hey, chances hey, hey, are hey. probably better with the tight end. They <laughs> they like to use their tight end though. <laughs> it's like when, when you got fucking, when, to... when you got when you got Richie James up against Darius Slay. I don't I don't know. If you love your odds on that one, <laughs> you act like Darius Slay is going to even bother to like follow him across the field. He's lining up on the same <laughs> side of the field outside. every time and being <laughs> like, "Oh, he's here now." Yeah, he's not following anyone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, Dayball likes to use the tight end. We saw Dawson Knox be successful in that offense, so I just think overall, Dayball likes to use the tight end. And I think the Giants are going to have some problems getting receivers open this week, so he might get some dump off passes here. I think Bellinger's a great buy. I didn't have him on my list. How originally. is that team over five hundred with that I've clown fiesta of a fucking <laughs> offense? <laughs> Danny Dimes, baby. That's the. You, there were like five answers, and you didn't say any of them. Um, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Dude, Danny Jones has been playing really well though. He's quarterback eleven on the year. People I was about, like he's I was about to say, you know, he's like, a QB one. Saquon Barkley, good defense, good coaching. Daniel nope. Jones was like like 19th on the yeah, list. Yeah, Daniel Jones is not. <laughs> Can't wait no, for Will Levi to be my quarterback and hate my life every Oh my god, no. La- Lappy's the biggest Anthony Richardson hater. I cannot wait for him to end up a giant. No, and I'm actually no. going to kind of be scared because I think Babel would turn him like to a really good quarterback. So I'm actually low-key rooting for him not to be because I don't want him in the division. But um, uh, that'd be funny. Uh, is that your last buy? Yeah, I have 143 left, so yeah. Okay, um, my first buy, I'm a believer in him. I know everyone else hates him. I didn't like him at all pre-draft, but you know what? At some point, I'm, I'm impressed by his on-field play. Uh, Rashad White, Ugh. I know he just had a good week. I'm going to keep on adding to the hype. I think he's just going to take more and more snaps of that backfield. Uh, so I'm in on Rashad White. I know his price is high. I think he can even... How did he go down 48 this week? But whatever. Uh, uh, who else do I have? Similar to Frank, I have Darren Waller as one of my buys. Uh, his value has plummeted this year. I mean, deservedly so. He's missed a lot of the season, but um, he's also like 30. 
Travis Kelsey's what, 35, 34? Yeah, and tight end one again. Yeah, Darren Waller was like a top three tight end until he got injured this year. Yeah, Darren Waller's uh, injured again. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Yeah. I, will t- I will take, how much do I have? 72.67. Okay, sell uh, T. Higgins. You got it. You got. I have a, I have a few more. Twelve thousand nine hundred eighty. Okay. Uh, I want Jarek McKinnon. That's a good one. Mm. He just broke a thousand finally when he was like nine ninety seven the last time. The last time I tried to buy him. How did I, how did I spell Jarek McKinnon wrong? I have no idea. How did I, I spell? Know, but if he's just over a thousand, I'm just gonna match Linus so he doesn't fuck me. All right. He is just over a thousand. How do I spell his name? One R and Jack. Oh, that's nice, JT. There we go. What's he at? Um, Quick thousand twenty eight. Yeah. Who else do I like? I like uh, Zeke. I just sold him. He's playing the Texans this week, and he's RB thirty one. I kind of like it. Uh, Texans. I didn't think. That, that game's do you, listen. You could still change and get him back. He's playing Kyle nope, Allen. It's too late. <laughs> yeah, no, the crazy <laughs> you, you, you could still get him back. I just, I just think the Cowboys are going to blow them out, so there will be a lot of running. Um, how much do I have left? Eight nine eighty-eight. Okay. Uh, give me Gal mm, Dobbins or Gallup. I'll go Gallup. I'll go Gallup. Dude, go go buy Alec Pierce or something. Guess who yeah, was my some... next buy? Guess who was my looting. next buy? <laughs> I swear to God, I had him written down. Um, Are we sticking I... with that? Uh, Gallup and then Pierce. Yeah, I still have twenty. Uh, I still have twenty eight hundred left. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Give me buy a... Daniel Bellinger and go away. Can I afford him? Yeah. Go okay. go buy Logan Thomas. Uh, I'll get Bellinger. There we go. I was between him or Kada and. Come on, um, buy Logan Boston. Thomas. I don't want to buy Logan Thomas this week. Come on, that's a Luna's buy. The, the the they're on buy this week. I think you're the only person in this segment to have bought Logan Thomas. He had some good weeks at the beginning. Of the year. <laughs> Multiple times, I'm pretty sure. Multiple times. <laughs> I think I think it, I think if you look at my here's the thing though I think if you look at my total net value. I think I profited off of Logan Thomas. So <laughs> You're a Logan Thomas merchant. Oh, okay. Listen, but you 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 want to bring up Logan Thomas, but no one wants to bring up Miles Sanders. You don't have mm, not not right now. His value already went up. He went up from like RB34 at the start of the year. Now he's 21. He's done it. Buy job. high, sell low. <laughs> All right, JT. Who are your buys? Hold on. I just think I'm missing something on Linus's. Probably a sell because I have his bank as negative three thousand sixty three. So did, who did, did he sell? Alec Pierce. I got a loan. Yeah. Who did you sell for? Th- uh, T Higgins. I sold T yeah, Higgins. T Higgins. Yeah, I got you selling. Here's who I have you selling: OBJ, Isaiah Likely, Terry McLaurin, T Higgins. Oh no, no, no. Never mind. I had you buying J.K. Dobbins, but you didn't end up buying J.K. Oh, Dobbins. yeah, I considered him, but I didn't buy him. Yep. Yeah, okay, that, that okay. would be what is causing that. Cool. All right, okay. we're good. Yeah, now you have 552. 
All right, yeah. And so in my last two buys, Trey Lance, Jimmy G's oh, now got a broken foot. And, and, I, you know. I like the Trey Lance buy. I just wouldn't have done it uh, right now. Because I don't think I, I, I think now we're gonna get the oh he's coming back for me like oh his recovery is better than expected yeah 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 we're gonna get oh that, that comes out that'd be crazy <laughs> I hope yeah. that I still really want to see him play and then I'm gonna go get myself a tight end but one that's got a crazy matchup this week and that's Hunter Henry against the Cardinals everyone eats against the Cardinals and he's super cheap so I can afford him yeah so okay. those are my two buys. Frank's right, still got yeah. 1,400 left if he wants one last game. No, I thought, did you get any Jared he got, McKinnon? He got, he got McKinnon, yeah. which yeah. should have taken a 1,000 of that. Yeah, let me uh, – okay, no, there we go. Me. And all right, so here are current teams on the screen. Good luck this week, fellas. Um, people who are looking to, to get a win to be in the playoffs this week or have some sort of crazy scenario happen, good luck. We're all rooting for you. Um, Except please. If you're going for a tank, make sure to check if you're in a max points four league. And if you are, drop those crappy bench guys that aren't mm-hmm. gonna do Brian anything Hoppy long term. Two defenses or kickers if you're in those. Yeah. Um, get those max points four mm-hmm. down for your draft spot. Um, likewise, if you are in a regular league, you know maybe you should uh, make the wrong start sit decision this week. You know, <laughs> maybe Gus Edwards is looking like a good start this week. Quez Watkins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, you're not you're not tanking. You're just thinking of alternate ways to win. Yeah. Um, my uh, <laughs> my tank job in the second, third, and twenty league unmatched. I've I've less than half the amount of max points for as the top team in the league. <laughs> That's just unheard of. So um, yeah, that'll am be I the top team in that league? league, or am I like second? I think second. so. Yeah, you're second. Uh, you're up there. Oh. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Like and subscribe. All that stuff really helps us out. Peace out. Have a good one. Thanks, guys. Thank you. See ya.